Tokozani, Magu, Namaste, Selbona, I see you and recognize the divine in you, in me, in all of us. I am Gogo Tulegani. I'm a Sangoma medicine woman, priestess, seer, diviner, time traveler, and all of the great things that my ancestors have created me to be. I am devoted to the ancient ways of the ones before me who were healers, wisdom keepers, who understood the stars, the warriors, and I am a keeper of the wisdom of the elements of nature. This audio series, Ancestral Dreams, and prophecies is a gateway or a sacred space to see our dreams as teachers and helpers for those on a spiritual journey by demystifying the ancestral realm, our subconscious, and to build bridges between our individual dreams and to share what fuels and inspires my work as an ancestral healer. Thank you for joining the journey. Tokozani, welcome back to the sacred space. Um, really excited about this episode. Uh, those of you who have been following me for a while know that I have a sacred love affair with sound, with music, with vibration, and chants, and, and songs, and, and sacred tones, and languages. And I... Basically, for today's episode, I'm going to try my best to share the perspective of sound healing, to share the portal of sound into the ancestral realm, into the dream realm, into the vision realm, and the multi-dimensions that exist. Um, Hopefully from a perspective that you may not have heard me speak about before or um, in a different way. And I'm going to allow... Um, today's guest to be the navigation and the map that we follow because he has a very beautiful and profound perspective and um, I loved everything that he had to say and I I trust that you will um, will love it too or at least take something away from it so today we'll be I'll be sharing some snippets from our guest and also just some perspectives about sound and, and, and what it means to us in our minds, in our bodies, and in our spirits. I think that um, regardless of what type of life or path that you live, that we all have a unique um, or simple relationship with music and with sound. We have memories and experiences that we relate to, to music. Um, and a lot of the experiences, the spiritual experiences that I've had were deeply intertwined with sound, the sound of the drum, the sounds and the musics that we hear in our dreams, um, the healing that has happened through sound has been consistent and profound on my journey. And so I have a lot of reverence and, and admiration for it. And it's something that continually um, surprises me and fulfills me on this journey. So, yeah, let's get into it. One of um, the most grounded parts of my initiation in rites of passage um, was to invoke my role as a keeper of songs. So a part of our process is learning the sounds 
and the songs of the ancestors, learning the songs of the songs that help us invoke the ancestors, learning the songs that help us continue the oral traditions and the teachings of our lineages. And so basically I had to sing a lot, (laughs) a lot more than I have ever sung in my life, especially coming from a Catholic background where you barely had to sing if you really want, if you really wanted to. And the songs were just kind of you know, sometimes they were just a little, they were a little dry from my perspective, right? Um, but anyways, having to sing so many songs and learn them in a different language was very interesting. And one of the things that I found very beautiful, because it was the first time for me, I know that other people have experienced this in other spaces, whether it be in church spaces or Um, healing circles and ceremonies and things of that nature, but um, exploring sound through my initiation allowed me the experience of starting to sing a song in my own voice, not really knowing what it was supposed to do, (laughs) just singing and singing and singing until you get to a point where something in your energy field starts to rise or something in your energy field starts to emerge Mm. and you start to feel like the song is carrying you to another place or carrying you to emotions that you you didn't even have at the beginning of the song or before you the moment and through song starting to feel the feelings and the emotions of ancestors or other beings and other people singing the song and starting to feel certain sensations in your body like turn on um one thing that I one way of interpreting my experiences that I I say that I feel like certain lights are being turned on in my brain or in my chakras when I'm doing certain, I've experienced certain rituals and ceremonies. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, when I did the the podcast interview with Asad from the Black Conscious Podcast, he was one of the first interviewers that ever asked me the question, you know, what what was the most difficult thing about your ancestral journey or your initiation? Like, what was very difficult for you? And I remember expressing like maybe two to three things, um, but I barely really went into the most difficult thing for me. Um, and it's difficult for many people because one of the things that an ancestral initiation does is that it helps you awaken to the energy of your ancestors, right? You learn how to call upon them and invoke them a certain way. And one of the hardest things for any initiator or teacher or Baba or Gobella to do is to help you awaken that energy. And so for some people, this can be a very long process. For some people, it happens right away. Um, we're all different, right? And so this was the thing that was just so hard for me. And I began to understand um, through dreams and through other things why it was that for me in terms of my soul stories and, and what's in my Akashic records. Um, and maybe we'll share that at another time. But I this was hard for me to 
invoke the energy of my ancestors. And the first time that I, I truly felt the invocation of my elevated ancestors was through a song. I was listening to this song and it created this emergence and this breaking openness. And I felt the energy of my ancestors in the most profound way <laughs> um, for the first time. Yes. And they came and they did things and they expressed certain things that made me feel whole. Makusi. Um, made me feel more alive um, than I've ever felt. And that is the power of sound to me. Um, sound has helped me remember and recognize and activate my ancestors. Mm. And it's a feeling that I feel like we all really need. Yeah, boo. Um, when I think about every time I or you and we have expressed feeling disconnected, every time we even feel bored about life, when it starts to feel like every day is the same thing or um, like a certain aliveness that we want to feel, mm. um, it, 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 that, that missing, something missing, you know, it felt fulfilled through sound for me. And what gets me through life sometimes is allowing myself to tap into that space. And it feels like a, 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 like a recharging of a battery that helps me and us walk in this, this realm, in this, this 3D realm, in this world, um, more activated or more whole or more like like literally the roots were not so disconnected from the roots below us um, or the energies above us and the frequencies that connect to us through our heart and, and, and on many levels. And so I think that's the best way that I can say um, or express what sound means to me. For me, sound means connecting with something deeper, connecting with something divine, and um, yeah, I also want to share just a few ways in which sound comes up in dreams or comes up in terms of the ancestral realm and um, what we kind of can experience day to day. So I think I'm just going to touch on one way that... Um, our subconscious is connected to song and sound um, in one way that um, I was shown in the dream time, just very bluntly, this is what dreams are made of. <laughs> but um, ultimately, well, right now and, and for the past, you know, for a little while now in spiritual communities, there is, I guess, more modern um, practices is this concept of binaural beats. And these are created sonic sounds that um, vibrate at a certain frequency that um, that is correlated with levels of healing that we can experience in our energy field. 
And so there are these binaural beats that are available and people can listen to them, meditate to them, fall asleep to them um, in order to grow and experience the power of sound. Um, and it's something that I, um, you know, I'm into it, but I, I don't, you know, gravitate towards very often. Um, there's so many other sounds that have resonated with me um, and that I have found on this journey. So what I did experience, though, was, you know, I'm always listening to music. I'm always listening to chants and mantras and things of that nature. Um, and so one night I, I, I was listening to a sound that I love so much. It's a ceremonial sound. Um, and it's so I was listening to it one night, fell asleep. And I had one of those dreams where you experience a dream within the dream. Um, I was sleeping, I woke up, but I was still dreaming. And then I woke up again in this third dimensional realm that you are listening to this podcast from. So I, I go into the dream realm. And the first dream that I have is that I see myself doing this spiritual activity. Now, mind you, this is something that I have been asking the ancestors about for a long time, I've just been like, ancestors, show me this. Ancestors, teach me this. Ancestors, it's just like this one topic that I have been so focused on, uh, that I had been um, a few years ago, so focused on from them. And then finally, I'm in this dream where I'm seeing myself doing this activity and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling them guide me and, and explain things that I have been waiting to hear and understand from them. And then in the dream, I wake up. And I go to my spiritual sister and I start to tell her in the dream about the dream that I just had um, and what it meant and, and just all this feedback, but I'm still dreaming. And this is something that I haven't really heard talk about a lot, but it may have been some, it may be something that I have just created into my subconscious experience, but it is very common for me to wake up in a dream and tell somebody about it, but I'm still dreaming. And um, and so one of the things that I expressed to her in the dream was that the dream that I just had, this connection with the ancestors that I just made was all because of the song that I fell asleep to that night. It was something about that particular song and the way that it went into my brain waves and rewired things and connected me directly with the ancestral realms. And so I felt like it was a very just direct way to say um, how, how songs interact with us um, on a physical level, on a spiritual level, and, and in the dream time. And so I want to get into our guest. I want to introduce him to you, and I want to continue this conversation from his perspective. So sometimes I have a way of randomly scrolling through social media and finding some jewels, finding some really beautiful people who are doing amazing things, creating amazing things, sharing things that are um, so beautiful. And so a little while ago, I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across Nkosinati Coela. And he goes by his artist name as well, which is the handle in the 
title, which is Mtana Wekwele. So I was scrolling through Instagram and Nkosinathi comes up, his music, there's a video of him playing a really beautiful indigenous instrument and the sounds that are coming through him are so beautiful. And I actually shared it on my page and um, somewhere down the loophole that I went down, <laughs> I found his music on SoundCloud. And I remember sitting that day and just listening to everything that he made on there and like late into the night and to the point where, you know, I went into the dream realm and um, traveled and floated to spaces. Uh, and so I reached out to him because I appreciate, not only because I appreciate his music, but he is an indigenous sound healer. And the way that he describes his art is that he is a receiver of sound through the multiple indigenous instruments that he has had the honor of getting to know. He manifests sonic dreams that vibrate through him by way of the ancient ones that guide, um, to hear sound to hear his sound is to hear the ancients, stories of pain, loss, love, and hope, to journey into the unimagined and the reimagined, hear the vibrations that heal, that draw the root of the wound to the surface and allow the listener and practitioner to together see and clean as they will. Mm. A great and necessary elixir for all of Africa today. That is his music right there. That's exactly how I felt. And um, Nkosi Nati is in South Africa, in the Cape Town area. And so I asked him some questions and we had a really beautiful sharing and back and forth that I want to bring you in on uh, today. share a little bit about what it is that he does and how he kind of got started on this healing path and this is what he shared with us so um i'm also uh, being initiated into the divination path um unpacking the many ways in which uh, divination occurs and and exists on the continent and not just through uh, initiation rites, but the multiplicity and I guess the plurality in which uh, divination and the call of healing and the, the call of uh, being light and uh, transmitting uh, life into the world in the concept of the continent, in, in the African continent and how that and its children and how that manifests. So for example, some people think that there's just like, uh, they'll be like, oh, we have Zangom and Nesangom and Sangomas are people who heal by, you know, telling you what's wrong with you without knowing. And uh, they the ones who dance and sing um, and they go through initiation rites like this. But that is only one of the parts of divination that occurs. There are many words and, um, uh, how can I say? There are many words and an ancient. I use ancient in the t in the sense of time past, but also future time and present time. There are many ancient technologies, indigenous technologies, and 
um, that share that, yo, these are the many ways in which we divine. These are the many ways in which the gifts occur. All the other things are just indicator, indicators of the same source. Um, and each person then gets given their set of gifts from their, um, from the Almighty, but also from the Almighty's messages and those who have passed being our ancestors, the guardian angels that exist to transmit that, you know, that eternal and everlasting message. Um, so that could be through sound, movement, uh, dance. And my interest is unpacking that here with the scriptures and the dialects and the codes and the omens and the dreams that exist and the vibrations that exist before now. So, um, like, what did they say about these people before? Because today we know Isangoma because people have minimized the scope of the indigenous imagination and captured colonized indigenous imagination for all, for all of us. Because when they captured our imagination, they captured all of our being, sensory being, non-sensory being, imaginative being, because they took our spirit, as the great Sanusi Ukredo Mutwa says, when you, when you, they took the spirit of the Bantu, that's what happened, you know. The, everything else follows when you destroy that entity, that divinity. And so I was looking back, I was, I was looking back and sound was the encoded message, vibration was the encoded message that transmitted, that, that, that allowed me to access that memory, that source, that, that source and that well of memory that, that will remind everyone, that reminded me but said, hey, this is what will remind everyone because the sound, sound is the essence of the universe, it's, you know, it's, it's sound is almost, it's not almost, but it's in everything, the vib vibration and sound. When something vibrates, it emits sound. If it vibrates at a high enough frequency, it emits light and heat. And so the sound is tangible and intangible, just like dreams are tangible and intangible in the, what we see. So it's beautiful for, for myself when I work in that space of unpacking what uh, indigenous sound and healing looks like. And as a healer who heals through sound, as an initiate who's, who's, un, who's been initiated by sound and the, the ancestors to work with the voice of sound and the voices of sound and, by, and the healing of vibration. Um, because plants have a vibrational frequency. Everything that has life has a vibrational frequency. And so I'm trying to, to remember what my ancestors are trying, have already known uh, that they've encoded in my, my DNA and in my spirit and encoded in everyone's DNA. And I'm unrooting that through the um, through that journey so that's what i what i what my life is right now so obviously they're the the i've been unpacking the more standard rights but then i've also been in the space of dreams because dreams are the foundation of divination as much as um the almighty and the the guardians are they're the foundational message that is the very interpersonal connectivity that we have to the divine so um and those vibrations the dream is just for me another vibration it's just a, another manifestation of the same it's the that the spiritual vibration now becoming tangible and then painting in our minds or feelings of vibrations and we have words for this well um in the southern african uh Nguni and bantu languages which is kind of my focus so yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in finding these words and the omens and, um, and what these sounds do and what they remind us of. And yeah, man, so 
that's that's kind of where I'm at um, in terms of just a brief explanation of um, what I do. So, yeah, so I facilitate um, and try to share this information and these technologies with people. As I learn, I try to share so that people have the skills and the tools to empower themselves. And my focus is on just teaching people as much about it so we can, as you, as you say, demystify things and share people common knowledge, just like people know very basic Western things, you know, like uh, idiomatic expressions, like people will know, like, for example, um, what can I, I was, I was thinking of birds in the feather fly in the same flock or something like that, or, or tit for tat, uh, butter for fat, all those, but those things, when you unpack their roots, they mean they come from somewhere. They mean things. They have an etymology, epistemology. They have a context in which they arise from. And so, to know things like that for us, um, especially in the dreamscape, you know, I spent a lot of time unpacking my dreams and unpacking other people's dreams and looking for the common, the commonality and the thread of the symbolic codes of the lion, the tiger, water, air, plants, leaves sound, song, snakes, particularly snakes, um, because of their very interesting, the dichotomy in which they exist in the Western world and in our world, um, that know this, just those, that complication, you know, um, and just to try to decolonize the African spiritual space, but not decolonize more than just walk in it and then uncode it, you know, and decode it away from the Western code, you know, because they've written, people have written extensive things about it, but the messages are, are, are there for us in our drums, in our instruments. These technologies are the ancient memory of our people. Um, they are our writing. They are what we've written and what we have, will write. Um, and, and I, I really, Want to, I share, want to share that these are archaeological tools in which we've encoded our spirit and they're still present. And I've also spent a lot of time going, learning from different indigenous masters and sages, people who know and, and sharing the concept of disciple and sage and knowers amongst the African epistemological space so that we can reown and recenter ourselves in our space of knowing that we know these are our people who know and we go to them. And, um, that comes with the demystification of this, the healer, because the healer is not just someone who, who works in the spiritual realm. The healer is the midwife. The healer is the grandfather. The grandmother uh, is the, the child. Um, the healer is all these things. That same healer is the one who goes and goes and fetches water, who knows what's the good living water, where the bad water is. The astronomer, the, the, the keeper of ancient knowledge, the, the orator, the musician, the player, the practitioner, the healer occupies that plurality of space, just like people are both parents and academics or whatever the case may be. And to say that we can live in this indigeneity and we can exist and thrive and be and we can um, build community through it and build commerce and um, architecture and structure and discipline and mythology and all these things that already existed before that we have, but reown them and recreate them, because our 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 breath is their breath. 
it's not a different breath. So what we say and what we do, if we're doing it with the same source of guidedness and light, is the same source as then. So no book will tell us that this isn't African or this isn't indigenous. You know, no Western ethnographer or scholarship will tell us otherwise, because then we will have our own space to to create and be ourselves. Tamako. Thank you for those words. I think a running theme on this podcast is getting very deep very, very quickly. Um, I loved so many things about what he shared about his journey and the things that he is unpacking and discovering. Um, one thing that he touched on that has been in my, my mind for many years is, you know, he went right away into, well, what is a Sangoma? Yibu, a Sangoma. You know, this questioning around what what is this all about? And it's a question that we all ask, you know, whether you train to be a, a, a guru or a Baba Lao or a doctor or a secretary, even in that training, you see that there's still more to discover about what this means. Um, I loved how he spoke about the fact that there's many, many indigenous technologies. There's many, many, many ways in which our gifts are occurring. And um, and even how dreams can be the foundation of divination um, and even the concept of being initiated by sound. Um, but what really stood out to me is just in his particular wording about how our imagination can be captured, our imagination can be limited, and how important on this journey or significant on this journey it is to decolonize, to unpack, to rewrite the stories of our imagination and in our relationship with our imagination. Um, I love it, I love it, I love it. So next, I, based on Kosinathi's feedback, I asked him, you know, in these spaces of sound, um, what has he discovered that was significant? What did he see about sound? Or what did he divine about sound? And this is what he had to say. Um, in regards to uh, sound and its, its many capabilities, I would say that... Um, My, what I believe to be the the most beautiful thing about um, uh, indigenous sound and vibration is that its ability to to wash and to cleanse away past traumas, uh, current traumas, to bring closer um, healing potentials that are innate in the body, to essentially wash away, to wash the body. Um, because sound for me is something that washes the 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 subtle self um, and then th because it washes the subtle self it then has beneficial um, and very outward um, signs um, to say that it's doing its work so for me that's the, the the most beautiful thing it's it's there to to break curses to reconfigure reconstruct and recondition the body into a vibration of love and light and 
in my experience, that has been the most beneficial part. And that comes in different things because people are carrying different things. So in a space in which I, 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 I find myself, I, 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 I meditate through that sound and I allow myself to channel whatever frequency and message that needs to be sent. And then I then go forth um, washing, uh, washing sonically um, with, you know, the, the sonic waters and vibration, washing the space and exercising things that aren't meant to be there. And which is important for me to come there, why it's important for me to be clean when I'm there. But afterwards to also undergo purification because I, 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 when I then work, I understand that whatever is attached onto someone is then latching off and it'll look for the next thing to attach to if it's not completely exercised. And that may be me because I'm the one who's vibrating at that time. And so to watch different people's different expressions, some people cry, some people wail, some sob, some people uh, will just sit still, some people will open their arms. And some people will tell you what they saw, what they felt, what they experienced. Some people will have uh, their ancestors come or episodes of um, something happening, you know. And so what I'm trying to get at is to, to acknowledge that just like everything sings and everything moves, they all, they all have different tones, but for me, they all come from the same source. So everything is speaking, you know, as you say, the plants um, with the, the, the Icaros, etc. These are all just, these are, this is the song of, of, of life. This is the song of the Almighty's voice in everything. Um, and so, and the messages of the Almighty. Um, but they're also realizing that there are other messages and, and of, of darkness as well and other forces that also seeing and it's to tread that line carefully and to to tread it slowly with knowledge of self and knowledge of what one's doing because it's also dangerous i always tell people that it's dangerous to go into things with not knowing what you call and what something might appear and you know and won't be able to handle it and so i i i i i would say these are my for me the biggest strength of sound um some of the things that i've seen within in the yeah, I've seen many things and heard many things, but I've also seen nothing and heard nothing. I've heard the song of plants. I've heard the song of the rain, the song of of um, the universe. You know, I've I've received different things and seen different things. But for me, those are all just markers. They don't make the experience. Um, those things don't make it any better than just sitting still and feeling the warmth of the Almighty and God and feeling the comfort of your ancestor and you walking your path. That is for me the greatest gift sound can do is to make you stronger in yourself and you connected to and allow you a, a, allow for a gateway for you to channel where you need to be. Visions and other things, yes, do occur and I've experienced them, but I think for me that's that 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 moment of pure love and joy and security and safety and understanding and also letting go and also being held um, by by that loving presence for me is I guess the most beautiful thing and for me that's that's where the healing is the most potent healing within is in the safe space that crowd that sound creates that vulnerable safe space but also safe in the sense that it's vulnerable but it's secure it's got the angels around it. It's got the ancestors standing around it. And they're fighting off on our behalf. And I say that when I play and 
the vision, the, the 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 images that keep coming to my mind is whenever I play an instrument, I always see and feel the embodiment of one of my uh, um, ancestors or guardian angels, um, and I see them come out and I feel them fight the darkness that exists, and I feel them clean and wash and do the work. And and you feel the the, the space heat up. You can feel the the atoms, you know, move. You can feel them vibrate, and you can feel the space um, being uh, filled with heat and light as i said before that process of sound vibration heat light um, warmth and so this is the beauty you know uh, and this is um what i i i i i i i loved and want to tap into and i come continuously learn that and sometimes i fall astray and i need to remind myself or be reminded you know be guided all the time and in terms of the similarities, um, indeed, we have similarities with uh, sounds and vibrations um, that are, have particular uh, relationship with the natural world. Um, and those are then used to do different works. But what I've understood is that here, there are those that are passed down, but there are also those that people receive in their sleep that have different potentials, you know, um, songs that you get from your ancestors in particular times that enable you to do particular things. There are songs that are passed down amongst diviners here that, that have narratives that, that, um, that, that shape the space, you know, um, some will call on rain, some will, um, gets cleared the sky, you know, uh, when it's um, thundering. Um, some will facilitate in the healing processes that it's happening um, there. And for, for myself, you know, maybe for someone else it's different. For myself, it's been particularly through just that channel of vibration. That's been my experience. And um, witnessing the... The, the, the centrality of geometry within indigenous sound, whether people call them mandalas or people understand, you know, the, the ancient circles and that relationship. But, you know, I just, I, I always tell people indigenous sound works on the premise of um, the circle. The circle must be complete when you play. And that's why sometimes something is repetitive and people say, oh, it's trance-like, but it's that that repetition creates, closes that circle and allows that portal to be opened and that's 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 the beauty for me it works with those the, the circles and then the circle is also the triangle um and the circle is also part so it works with all these 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 geometric shapes which for me then then align the body align the spine align the chakras align the molecules and bath sound bath and wash and purify um the body Woo. Listening to that brought so many um, perspectives in my mind, um, but ultimately I just felt like listening to Kosinati was just like feeling like I'm, we're living in parallel universes and I could just see similarities in the things that I've experienced 
um, using sound not only for self-healing but in holding space for others and as he was speaking about sound um, and the um, the plants having songs you know I I told Kosinati that you know I I gravitate a lot towards the indigenous traditions of Central and South America um, for a number of different reasons. Well, mostly because it reminds me a lot of the ways of the ancestors in Africa. And, um, but it was the first tradition where I heard it blatantly expressed and talked about in, 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 a, in a, a number of different ways about how the plants have songs. Yes. And in some regions, they talk about song as an ikaro. An ikaro is a sound that is usually revealed to the shamans and to the people um, through the the plants. And so in some areas, you have healers who are not only able to heal with the plants, right? But because they know the song of that plant, even without the presence of that plant, they can use the song to bring about similar healing um, similar healing um, the words where are my words <laughs> similar healing um, um, benefits um, just using the song instead of just the plant and using the plant and the song together you get you get what I'm going here but um, I felt really connected to that because some of the sacred plants that I have experienced would um, not necessarily specifically teach me their song I'm not gonna call myself that <laughs> but through the the plants and the connection with sound having so many revelations and so many songs and sounds come through and um, one of the other things that this sharing brought up to my mind is you know we're in America and um, especially for black people one of the things that um, as, and, as, and people coming from the church, one of the ways that they initially experienced sound was through this this concept of speaking in tongues. Mm. And I I'm not going to go too much into that right now, but I I just shared that persp- those two perspectives about the plants and the songs and um, how uh, uh, people over here are identifying some of these experiences in different ways, um, such as speaking in tongues. And I just wanted to hear what he had to say. Um, yeah, I think um, it's a very, um, a very beautiful, uh, I would say, portal uh, where one is uh, conversing about the speaking or encountering new sounds, um, new strokes, new vibrations, or just remembering. Remember, as I had mentioned, that sound is being, you know, a living memory. So it's an archive, if you will. You know, some of my, a lot of my work uh, deals with that as it being a repository of knowledge, of healing knowledge, of living knowledge, of uh, um, practical, you know, just joy knowledge, love knowledge, of guiding knowledge, of mathematical principle, and um, um, a repository of just information. You know, I, I always, I'm trying to, 
I, I try to share to people to understand sound in its, in its many forms. You know how people understand water. People understand water as liquid, gas, uh, solid, for example, in those forms. And then they explain that and they explain why it's so unique and water holds life, let's etc. 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 And why how its its unique forms are so unique to this uh, uh plain earth and how it's because of those forms it can sustain life in different ways you know uh um so and how water has memory and knowledge and uh, it remembers things etc and sound from the sound is the same you know vibrations are the same uh and and it's just for me these are just energy transfers energy trans being not just sound as it's like if you sing those vibrations just transfer they don't destroy but they transfer and they revert to break throughout the the annals for me the history annals like it's just something that continues and continues and we are feeling the song and the sound strokes and the meditations from back then as much as ours are sending into the future and the present and perhaps into the past you know breaking some of the concepts of linear time uh, when you guess getting into the, the, the conversation of dreaming, but that for another time. But uh, yeah, so for me, I've, I've encountered, I, I, I always, I always receive uh, sounds. Uh, there's, there's the Adungu harp that I received, you know, how to tune and to play is something I received, I wasn't taught. I just received song by song over a period of time. I built the instrument, went on a journey uh, to kind of find myself, which was the strings of this album, Inkaba, which which is about looking for uh, the umbilical cord to the earth and to oneself um, and understanding what that means, that symbolic connection between here, because Inkaba is something you, it symbolizes your connection to your home and your ancestry and it gives you a place amongst the living in the spiritual space um, and so that sound was doing that and i encountered uh, on the journey of i guess and the stories accompanied to that sounds just kept coming it's just sounds just kept coming you know and i just i understand everything that i do as receiving you know it's, a re, it's me receiving a re, or and remembering um, and i wouldn't I guess the word would be some some instances would be talking in tongues but that's i've encountered that when i play a session and i just allow the vibrations to move but i wouldn't describe it as talking in tongues perhaps it's just an english thing you know perhaps it's just a translation thing um, which is not not necessarily important but the way i view it um, perhaps um, is to say that uh sound uh is 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 a portal as as i was explaining a sound portal and all we are in the different languages that we speak connect to the higher source of 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 the divine frequency and god's frequency and the almighty's frequency and sounds in which all angelic bodies and ancestry lie they also communicate those sound messages and we receive them in different ways so for me it's just it's connected to remembering it is just a process of remembering. For people in the diaspora, um, for me, when I always when I journey and my, my 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 interest in connecting the diaspora and all of us is because we all have different pieces of the of the the whole um, 
sound and vibration and healing memory of the continent. And we're all integral parts in that memory, in reinstilling that nation and that, uh, that vibration for us to, to, to connect to some of the oldest frequencies is for us to, to keep linking. Because as you say, you would understand, imagine when you sing something, and I've encountered this for myself, but I've also encountered in sessions that I've been, that I hold, um, uh, in assisting people in journeying to find, you know, their own connection to, from sound and vibration to their ancestry and to their healing is to say that I watch people remember things and remember um, actions that they did. For example, uh, in Brazil, I was holding a, a, a session and uh, it was about vomiting and expelling, uh, you know, sounds and vibrations and things that you hold and expelling them through sound. And one of the, 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 the participants was saying how she remembers... Um, being in a home and feeling like there was an evil presence and all of a sudden something took over and started commanding in a in a language that she didn't understand but in that moment when we were when i was working we were working together she remembered that and she started to to feel not necessarily know but feel the connections of that tongue and how it connects to um the African continent um, through encountering more languages from there. So it's beautiful for me to, 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 to hold on to those moments, not hold on to them as in, oh, this is like the next level, but to understand that that moment is a very beautiful indicator of you breaking a certain barrier or receiving a certain thing, whether it be a gift or just a certain piece of knowledge. And then later on, cherishing it in your heart and in your soul space, not holding on to it, but cherishing it. And then, and then slowly, when you journey and become who you need to be, those things will return. That memory will return. And perhaps it will return by you going to a place or encountering someone who speaks that language and you chanting together, etc. And then awakening that, or awakening that ancestor within you or that memory within you. Sound just calls the memory. So all of the indigenous instruments that I encounter and I play for me are just as much as they are they they are voices and, and sing, they are also memories that call on the memories within other people. And it's important for us to encounter the importance of encountering sound and being encountered by sound and vibration is that it allows for us to remember more and and i and i believe that uh what my work does is it tries to move around so that people can encounter more sound so that they can remember on their own um and so that's what i can say about that it's just for me it's connected to the living memory of sound and it's for it's for us to encounter people that are able to share those memories with us to say that this is what this means perhaps or or to guide us so that we can remember for ourselves um and so that we can connect to that memory more and 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 because when we encounter that memory it becomes the present and so but comes the future is what i was saying about maybe not linear time you know it's like encountering a vision you encountered in the present from maybe things from the past 
but then it becomes the future it, it has the potential so um yeah it's a beautiful thing and some of the sounds on my on that that e- that's why i shared it as the beginning because it's still prevalent to me that the whole the whole song book and audio book is a is a visual and physical and metaphysical journey through that umbilical cord and going through those those connections of umnombo which is just how umnombo is our our spiritual umbilical cord our ancestral umbilical cord that links all of us who where we're from and where our parents parents and their parents parents and and then we understand that we're all part of the same umbilical cord as well the same song umbilical cord and uh very important uh words like chant like chants but words that unlock these things these words that i'm saying etc etc these open up a different paradigm in the body they when they when you speak them they vibrate in the body and open up the channels you know and so definitely you know um definitely really beautiful and important and some those texts you know uh that i've sent also dig into that I don't even have anything to add on what he just said. I just want to shake my shake array in agreement. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I hope you are enjoying this podcast episode so far. Um, I want to close out this session um, with two more things. Um, when I asked in Kosinati what he has channeled or what he has divined through sound, he sent me um, a, a channeling and a writing that um, he wrote, and I want to share that message with you. It's been a long journey. If you find an encounter, Uchamatu, which is another word for God, in a bee, serpent, cloud, leaf, water, wind, vision, or dream, know that you are being held by an internal hand and you are not lost do not seek guidance outside of faith and your inner self for if you are weak then there are many ways to be misled go to the ocean speak an old language there go to a green forest next to an old tree close your eyes vibrate and pray let your dreams guide you to your guides when you find them let them uncover the divinity and balance in the natural world be still then and know that in all creation there is sound and vibration, therefore frequency, and thus potential for warmth and light. Be still and hear God. Well, it took, well, it took so much, but I know now my music is designed to be the Almighty, to be designed by the Almighty to heal. Now I devote myself once more to learning about the natural plants, energies, and pathways to unlock the way back to God. My ancestors' dreams, feelings, umbulini, and all just natural are all just natural mechanisms built by Ukamatu, a beautiful word for God, to guide me when my strength is not enough. He thanks his elder, a rare and high healer, guide, and Lesiba player, who advised you have all your spiritual gifts actualized, but you must revere your gift of sound 
and healing for it is divine and so nurture it ensure those around you respect it so that you may eventually give what you have to someone else you then he says you then confirm exactly what i dreamt of and confirm that under this mountain in morisia where there is unduna i will be guided by you to understand the herbs so that i can truly walk in my path i give thanks and humbly appreciate all practitioners of love and light on our continent you are few but you are many now i am home mm. with a small amount of understanding and wisdom to begin and continue my path of vibrational giving and healing really looking forward to being surprised by walking in faith bearing witness to real effects of healing with my gift i will not deny what i seek waking nor dreaming i will not hide it i will not flaunt it and will nurture it share it for if it is god's to me then it is from me to you as well no one owns sound mm. tokozani i love that and um we can talk and talk about sound but it is truly something that is meant to be experienced and one of the things that um kosinati mentioned was the sound book this ep that he has on soundcloud um and on bandcamp which you can contribute and download um but i was listening to the tracks and i was deciding well what sound journey will i would i like to share with you all and um i was thinking about these two tracks and then i was i, I was like wait a minute let me listen to this and as i listened i was like no this is the one mm. and so I asked them the name, you know, like tell us a little bit about the name of this track and um and what it means. Kamaku. So, mukwerera uh in brackets umtanda so is mukwerera is the ceremony of calling the rain uh, in Zimbabwe and uh Umtandas is a prayer. So these are about a prayer, um, saying a prayer to God and to the Almighty, asking for cleansing and healing rain, um, asking for saving, um, and, uh, describing when the rain does come and what what that symbolic feels like in means in sound. to me it was the perfect meaning of a song um you know calling upon the rain especially because um I'm working towards this long-term project of um contributing to a water restoration restoration project in Burkina Faso in my father's village through the amazing designs that I I created in the Zulu Moon market but I I just thought that it would be a beautiful intention to, you know, listen to this sound and um set the intention for calling on rain and water in the spaces in this world on the lands of our ancestors that are truly needing it. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I'm just so grateful. I want to end this episode with letting you have your own sound journey with his music. Um Please 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 feel free to connect with Nkosinati on Instagram. I've added his handle in the show notes um and the links to his beautiful 
sonic vibrations and ancestral indigenous sounds. Um, send him a message. Let him know. Leave him a comment. Let him know what his words meant to you, um, the light bulbs that went on in your mind, and maybe even the experience that you had or the reflections that you had when listening to his music. Thank you, thank you so much, Booty, for sharing and connecting in this way. Thank you to you all for listening, sending you my love. Enjoy the vibrations.
Oh
Kalim 